In Motherly's 2022 State of Motherhood survey, two out of every five Gen Z or millennial moms reported feeling burned out. I'm going to put it out there that realistically, I think that the number is probably a lot higher than that. Here's why I think that. Society expects moms to be selfless, as if it's some sort of badge of honor, because being a present and involved mother is high up on the priority list of societal values, which is why we're often the default parent as moms. We're the ones who get up in the middle of the night when our little ones wake up, who leave work to pick up sick kids at school, don't go to girls' night because it's just easier if we're home for the bedtime routine. That list goes on and on. And while being present as a parent is important to our children's sense of security, attachment, and development, I often wonder, what is the cost of being selfless as moms? When we are in the thick of it as moms, we often tell ourselves and sell ourselves on the hope that it's just temporary, that once we have time, we can focus on the rest and repair. But I want us to think about the actual etymology of the word selfless. Self obviously being your own person, but less means lower importance or priority. So when we're expected to be selfless, we're downgrading who we are as an individual and we're devaluing what we have to offer to our family. And over time, the compounding effects of putting ourselves last and feeling physically and emotionally overwhelmed by the demands of parenthood, it wears us down and ultimately leads to mom burnout. Being in this continuous pursuit of keeping up with society's expectation that we are going to be selfless moms clouds the distinct reality that we are often no longer doing well as individuals. When we buy into the belief that mom life is meant to be exhausting, we tune out the signs that what we really are is burned out, which is why I'm taking time today to break down the three signs that you are burned out as a mom. I'll be walking through the most common behavioral patterns that lead to burnout, share why they can be problematic, and wrap it up with some ideas that can help you to disrupt these patterns that are negatively impacting you and your family's sense of well-being and happiness. I'm Erin Christopoulos, a mother of two and teacher-turned-mom strategist who puts the pieces of mom life together so you don't have to. I get that you're short on time and don't have the capacity to figure out everything on your own, which is why I'm here, to help you get clear on where to put your focus while protecting your time and energy so you can actually enjoy these years with your little ones. I'm ditching the overwhelming and unrealistic one-size-fits-all tactics and replacing them with an approach that's practical and personal because I believe your family is one of a kind with its own qualities and values that deserve an adaptable approach, offering support and encouragement where you need it most. From honest conversations and mindset shifts to practical tips and sustainable strategies, consider this your customizable guide to mom life. With the tools and resources you need at your fingertips, you'll finally have the confidence and clarity you need to bring more intention and ease to everyday life so that you and your family thrive. This is the Mom Life Handbook. So what are the three signs that you're burned out as a mom? First is that you are overcommitting. You say yes to more than you can realistically take on. And it makes sense if you struggle to say no, either directly or implicitly. Because let's face it, so many of us have taken on unrealistic expectations that are hard to say no to. 
you know, the feeling that your home always has to be tidy or that you have to be playing with your kids all the time instead of resting or that they have to have home-cooked meals instead of ordering carry-out once in a while. We have absorbed these badge of honor expectations and have bought into this notion that if we aren't 100% in all areas of motherhood, we're falling short. And instead of centering ourselves and really thinking about what is actually a priority, we fire on all cylinders just trying to keep up. And while I think all of us are striving to be great moms, many of us feel mediocre at best. I love this quote from Jim Collins where he deduces, the signature of mediocrity is chronic inconsistency. It sums up so well the very reason why so many of us as moms feel mediocre. When you overcommit, you can't stay consistent. And you know that I don't believe that you should hold yourself to a lockstep system or unshakable routine because that's impractical. What I am saying is that at some point to be able to feel like you're doing great as a mom or heck, even as an individual, you have to stay consistent with your commitments and your priorities. And I get it, that is far easier said than done. And in many ways, that's because as young girls, we were conditioned to be helpful, accommodating, and polite. We are wired to serve. So when you try to set boundaries or say no to things that you can't take on, it actually doesn't feel good inside. That's because it doesn't feel right. You've been wired to know that this is not an acceptable behavior. You really have to rewire your body so that it knows that the behavior that served you well as a young girl is no longer benefiting you now in adult life. It's safe to do things differently now. Nothing bad will happen for you if you set boundaries that protect your energy and capacity. Actually, what would be bad for you is if you continue to overcommit to habits or efforts that you don't have the capacity for. Overcommitment has been shown to lead to higher levels of stress and physical tension. So if you're someone struggling with overcommitment, I want you to start considering how it's actually impacting your well-being and your ability to show up to mom life with consistency. It's probably taking a greater toll on you than you realize including your sense of effectiveness as a mom. If you're not sure where to start, I want you to grab this checklist. I put together a list of 10 ways to overcome mom burnout. It's a simple principle with a list of ideas that you can use right away to start shifting your approach to mom life so that it's feeling less mediocre and more sustainable. And with enough consistency of putting even just one or two of the ideas from this list into practice, you'll see that shift back toward feeling great as a mom. Now, in addition to overcommitment, something else that can absolutely lead to mom burnout is mom guilt. Now, in addition to overcommitment, something else that can absolutely lead to mom burnout is mom guilt. Now, this can take so many different forms, but no matter the form, more likely than not, all of us have felt mom guilt on a pretty regular basis. So much so that a poll on workingmother.com found that 57% of respondents reported feeling guilt on a daily basis. And because mom guilt is so sneaky, I'm going to venture a guess that that percentage is actually much higher. I'm a mom life strategist, and even I have had to find ways to identify when I'm having thoughts that are actually mom guilt. A great example of this from last week was when I thought to myself, I can't believe I'm serving my kids hot dogs for dinner for the second time this week when really they should be getting a home-cooked meal. Another example is when I've had the thought of, I really think that it's too much to ask Jason to take care of the kids while I go work out at Pure Bar. He shouldn't have to do that. 
I didn't even recognize those thoughts as mom guilt until I checked myself. So let me dissect these examples with you. Because a lot of times we have thoughts like these that we think are reflective and helping us to become a greater, better mom, when really they're just mom guilt in disguise. As I see it, the most common type of mom guilt comes in the form of feeling selfish when we go to prioritize our own wants or needs such as feeling selfish for wanting to prioritize my own physical well-being because I thought it might inconvenience Jason. And then the other most common type of mom guilt can come in the form of feeling regret. It's that feeling that we're somehow falling short because we aren't living up to that idealized notion of what it means to be a great mom. In essence, it's the recognition of our own mediocrity. So in the case of the hot dogs, I was letting myself believe that I was mediocre because I didn't live up to the unrealistic expectation that my kids were going to have a delicious, home-cooked, nutritious meal after working all day, running the kids around to their after-school activities, and helping calm a meltdown in the car on the way home. Worst of all, guilt has become a reflex for modern-day moms. It is such an unhealthy default and not only worsens our experience in the moment, but can also lead to anxiety, depression, and disassociation in the long term. So what do we do about this? First and foremost, I want you to start monitoring your thoughts for signs of mom guilt. Filter through them with curiosity. What are my thoughts reflecting back to me? Am I being selfish or am I actually self-advocating? Or am I feeling regret when I should be feeling a sense of satisfaction for recognizing my own limits and capacity and finding a way to work within them. Something else to help shift your thinking is to realize that mom life isn't an either or existence. Mom guilt has a way of getting us to believe that it's all or nothing. There's this notion that either you're looking out for yourself or your family. When in reality, mom life is so much more nuanced than just that. It's about integrating your individuality with your many different roles as mom, partner, colleague, and friend. So if you're ever finding yourself in the position where you're having to choose between yourself or your role as a mom, consider whether there's an opportunity to fulfill your role as a present parent while also honoring your individual needs. There's no perfect balance or one right way to do this, but we often guilt ourselves into believing that there is. If this resonates with you, be sure to grab the 10 ways to overcome mom burnout because you'll find that there are a few more strategies in there to help you tackle mom guilt. I think you'll find them to be effective whenever this comes up for you. Now that you understand the power of overcommitment and mom guilt, I believe it's important to acknowledge one more key contributor to mom burnout. But before we get to that, I want to share something that I heard a lot when I was pregnant for the first time. Other women always told me, oh, you'll never have a moment to yourself again. Being an introvert, I laughed that one off because I knew there was no way that was going to become my story. But I do want to acknowledge that so many women do say this to first-time moms because it's true. Those words of warning are said lightheartedly, but they are coming from real, lived experiences in motherhood. So if you feel like this is true for you, I want you to hear you are not alone. And this really does come from a continuation of what we talked about before and that we as women were raised to be sensitive to other people's needs and put those before our own. Self-sacrifice has long been at the core of the quintessential definition of a good mom. Self-sacrifice can sound like, I'll work out after the kids go to bed, as if working out when the kids are awake is somehow selfish or neglectful, or 
I'll sit down after I get through my to-do list, which we know full well is too long to ever get through. And I think it's time we change this narrative. You already know that overcommitment is a slippery slope and self-sacrifices too. Forgoing your own creative outlets or even your own fundamental human needs is not doing you or your family any favors. It's preventing you from showing up to mom life as the best version of yourself. It's providing you with the opportunities you need to feel restored and energized. And it's keeping your kids from seeing who their mom really is. I loved this quote from Christine Organ. She said, there is no reward for constantly putting your own needs last. We don't get a prize for being a martyr mom. And perhaps most importantly, our sacrifice and self-imposed hardships don't help our children. If we want this next generation to really live their lives to their fullest, pursue their dreams, to embrace what makes them uniquely wonderful, we have to be their living example. But instead, what our kids see us doing is putting our own unique needs and interests aside. When we do that, we're prioritizing self-neglect. And despite that being well-intentioned, it isn't actually benefiting anyone. Not your kids, not your relationships, and not yourself. So if you're burned out by self-sacrifice, the first step you can take is to re-examine your priorities. What are you putting ahead of your own needs? What are you putting all of your time and effort into? Are those efforts actually important? Or just perpetuating idealized beliefs about what it means to be a good mom and thereby making everyday life unnecessarily more difficult? Take a pause before you keep going through the motions. Ask yourself whether the patterns you're in are either furthering or hindering your progress. This might mean examining the impact on a micro in the moment level, but also zooming out and considering the macro impact because they can have an impact on your overall well-being or on your family as a whole. I have a few more tips about overcoming self-sacrifice inside the 10 ways to overcome mom burnout download. So if this is something that you know you need to work on, make sure to snag that checklist right below this video. If this video was helpful to you, I wanna hear about it. Go ahead and comment with the word helpful below. And please share this with any friends who you know are struggling with mom burnout as well. And now you may know how to identify the causes of mom burnout, but if you want to learn how to tackle the things that are making you feel overwhelmed in the first place, I want you to go check out the post about three ways to tackle mom life overwhelm. Linked it below so that it's easy to check it out. I'll be back next week with more lessons to help you make sense of mom life. And remember, mom life is complex, but it doesn't have to be complicated. So let's take action and simplify mom life together. You've just finished another episode of the Mom Life Handbook podcast. Remember to check out the episode description for all the important links and highlights from today's show. While you're there, tap the subscribe button so that new episodes are always at your fingertips. Before you go, I'd really appreciate hearing your thoughts about the show. It takes as little as 30 seconds to leave a review and your honest thoughts help me create a better show and help other moms discover it too. And if this episode really helped you out, go ahead and hit the share button to text it to a friend or share it on social media. You never know who in your life might benefit from a little extra support. Don't forget, there are lots of ways to stay connected beyond the podcast. Head over to momlifehandbook.com for additional resources or to learn about how to work with me. And be sure to follow along on Instagram at momlifehandbook. Send me a DM to say hey or to share your thoughts on today's episode. Connecting with you personally is what I really love most. And just in case you need to hear it today, you're doing an incredible job.
I know it doesn't always feel like it, but you're here learning how to be better and do better. Keep working to bring more intention and ease into your life and know that I'm right here cheering you on. You're creating a beautiful journey for you and your family. I am so proud of you.